0: On that news digest, 16th of August, 3308, we read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Alliance is the first superpower to admit the scale of their losses. News of the unclassified relics spread. The Far God cult praises the Thargoid victory, and in two adjacent valleys on a planet in Hip 22460, the Thargoids have been learning ballet. And Apex has been stubbornly refusing to give up on rescuing a commander, despite mounting
1: losses. With the failure of Salvation's plans in HIP 22460, and with a renewed interest in Guardian relics, and particularly how they can be changed into unclassified relics when charged up using a Thargoid device... Some commanders are calling for the revival of Aegis, to provide a superpower-wide, coordinated scientific and military approach to investigating Thargoids and their technology, and to addressing the threats and challenges of coexisting with Thargoids. The remnants of Aegis, which was formally disbanded earlier this year, remains active as a small but fervent community, far from the bubble, in the PMD-200948 system, home of the Orion Nebula Tourist Centre and close to the site of the Proteus, and the Guardian Thargoid Battlefield in Trapezium Sector YU-X C1-2. In fact, Aegis Research now runs the tourist centre and a number of hotels in the system, so if you visit, expect to be regaled with stories about how much better things were before Admiral Tanner was arrested and Professor Tesoro forced to resign, and how we shouldn't trust salvation. Professor Palin, and Ramtar, who has worked closely with Professor Tezro in the past, have both been calling for samples of the new green-coloured unclassified relics, which were first discovered by Commander Kralone. Commanders supporting the reinstatement of Aegis are reported to be also taking samples of these new relics to the Aegis megaship Archimedes, which has remained in PMD 20948 since commanders chose to back Salvation instead of Aegis in July last year. With the Thargoids posing a significantly greater threat than they did before the Proteus Wave was fired, research into the unclassified relics, which are believed to have some connection to the Thargoids' new powers, is likely to prove critical to our understanding of what has happened, and may eventually prove crucial to our survival. Whether Professor Palin, Ramtar, or Aegis Research will be able to make the breakthrough remains to be seen. No, no, you're not listening, it's dead. There's nothing to work with. The panels are blank, the drives disengaged, manual override isn't doing anything. Unless you want to try rubbing sticks together to ignite a spark, we're stranded here. At least we took the Thargoids out first, though, otherwise we'd be in big trouble. I need some time to break down where the problem stems from.
2: There's a panel under the main coupling unit up. not
0: The Alliance has admitted the scale of its losses in hip 22460, and has pledged to hand over even more control to Sirius as it scrambles to create an effective navy to combat the new Thargoid menace. The Alliance, Empire and Federation could be accused of a lack of vision and contingency planning when they chose to put all their resources behind Salvation's plan to wipe out the Thargoids. Salvation's plan backfired Spectrum. Spectacularly, not just failing to wipe out the Thargoids, but giving them new powers and levels of aggression. Should the Thargoids choose to take back the Pleiades, the California Nebula, the Witch Head Nebula, the Coalsack Nebula and Muscadart region, there's very little that the Alliance, their defence partner Sirius Corporation, or for that matter, the Empire and Federation could do to stop them. If the Thargoids chose to advance on the core systems of the human-occupied bubble. The Thargoids could take any systems they wanted. The loss of the capital ship, Oath of Tyndarius, which in true Alliance tradition was a refitted freighter with a few extra gun emplacements, was accompanied by the far greater loss of thousands of smaller Alliance ships, a ragbag selection of Type Tens, Chieftains, Challengers and Crusaders, among other ships. All those lost have been officially honoured in a ceremony broadcast throughout the Alliance. But it's a sad truth that a complete roll call of those lost may take weeks more to compile. The Decentralised Alliance Defence Force is weaker now than it has ever been. And, according to a joint statement issued by the Prime Minister and the CEO of Sirius Corporation, the Council of Admirals has chosen to double down on its pact with Sirius Corporation in an attempt to make the ADF more relevant in a changing galaxy with significant new threats, requiring a root and branch restructuring that will allow member fleets the flexibility to be formed and deployed rapidly to Thargoid incursions wherever and whenever they may occur. Sirius' member of the Council of Admirals, Nicholas Glass, will be in charge of this restructuring, in which experienced combatants will be replaced by a new tier of middle managers. Glass will be personally in charge of all anti-Zeno operations. It is notable that Sirius Corporation's only megaship, anywhere near HIP 22460, El Centinello Cadejo, remains in Pleiades Sector cw B B3-2, together with Azimuth Biotech's two remaining megaships, the Masashi and the Glorious Prospect, which, incidentally, is still loaded up with vast amounts of HN shock mounts, radiation baffles and microcontrollers, which were intended to repair Azimuth’s research bases. None of Sirius’s assets have been involved in any anti-thyroid combat at any point this year. Logs recovered from the Oath of Tindarius show that some of those who died following Sirius and Alliance orders to protect Salvation's Proteus Wave had misgivings. Did they die in vain, chasing an impossible dream, on behalf of those safe behind desks in Alioth and Limbarva? Very sadly, it seems possible that they did.
2: We've been told for so many months now that salvation is the answer. The war will end through his actions, not ours, like he's some kind of messiah. Have people lost faith in the military? The ADF has fought these creatures for years now. And sure, there have been setbacks, but there have been plenty of victories as well. I was there when the Alliance secured the Witch Head Thambula Enclave. We drove the Thargoids back and gave them a few wounds to lick gave the Imps and feds something to think about, too. And now we've all bet our chips on salvation's cards. Here in HIP 22460, we've lost thousands of good people keeping his back covered while he builds this wonderful contraption. I truly hope it works, because a lot has been sacrificed to give the Proteus Wave a chance.
1: The Galactic Interfaith Commune has backed the extremists of the Fargod cult who are openly celebrating the victory of the Thargoids in HIP 22460, amid widespread outrage from the galactic community. Little is known about the leader of the Fargod extremists, other than that she speaks with an imperial accent. But the First Apostle of the True Chapters delivered a proclamation that people of the Fargod religion rejoice in the defeat of those who tried to desecrate the Thargoids. Which they believe are the dark angels of their Far God deity. She said that the Far God is closer than ever and will soon manifest itself. Some have speculated that the First Apostle may be Azimuth Biochemicals test subject D2, who may have a psychic connection to the Thargoids, and that the Far God may be a Thargoid hive ship. Despite some calls for the alien loving traitors to be arrested, in systems where freedom of religious expression is protected, the Fargod cult has experienced large numbers of new recruits, mainly among those who believe a Thargod victory is now inevitable, and that further resistance will only prolong the agony. For these novices, humanity's extinction is to be embraced. Despite their inflammatory comments, the Fargod cult is not believed to have any connection with the Thargoids, and cannot be considered to be allies, spies or insiders. Dr Jamila Griffin of the Galactic Interfaith Commune welcomed the First Apostle's remarks, suggesting that the evolution of the Far-God cult into a more structured society could be beneficial. The Far-God religion is law-abiding, and only organises where it is permitted to by law. It seems likely that we will hear more from the First Apostle of the True Chapters in the coming months. Following
0: the epic rescue effort to extract commanders whose ships were destroyed on the ground at Fort Ash following the Thargoid takeover of Hit 22460, a number of commanders have been choosing to land on planets there, to study the local fauna and to commune with the Thargoids. It's a bit like communing with great white sharks. If you respect the Thargoids, you should come to no harm. In one valley, we had Commander Alec Turner teaching the Thargoys ballet moves as they danced to the Royal Xenophonic Orchestra, playing Thargkowski's Swan Lake. While in the next valley, following a suggestion by Commander Greybeard Seawolf, Commander Takoso was having hours of fun ordering Apex taxis and watching the fireworks as the Thargoys attacked and destroyed 30 in a row. The Apex space taxi drivers showed remarkable stoicism as they lined up to be pulverised by the alien spacecraft circling above the planet, and Apex was quite happy issuing refunds to its would-be passenger each time one of its adders was unable to land safely. War artist the High Wake captured a likeness of one of the Apex drivers after a particularly successful photo shoot. Commander Takosa reported hearing Commander Alec Turner in the next valley shouting five, six, seven, eight 6, 7, at the Thargoys through his megaphone, while Commander Turner complained about the amount of times he'd had to reset a shot because of all the apex taxis being blown up in the sky above his ballet class. With a very stripped-down and engineered ship like the Imperial Courier, it is possible to escape from Thargoids in HIP 22460 simply by running away very fast. The so-called Rincewind manoeuvre. It makes studying their behaviour not only endlessly fascinating but also just about survivable.
1: And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News we read the news and fly away from Thargoids very fast so you don't have to.
0: Romeo Rodeo, a Thargoid from the four six oh wanna watch you mine, better get in line five, six, seven, eight <laughs>